Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Terms and conditions apply. Terms and conditions apply. How many times have you heard that phrase? How many times on a daily basis do we encounter that phrase? The fine print, the small print, the disclaimer. Terms and conditions apply. Yesterday I was sitting down to do my taxes online And I pulled out that whole mound of paperwork out of the filing cabinet in the basement. And as I was going through the tax process, it said, hey, have you made any major purchases this year? You might get a tax deduction for the sales tax paid. And I thought, well, oh, I bought a new car this summer. Where's that paperwork? So I went and I found the paperwork. And I started thinking about all of the terms and conditions, right? all of the fine print. We, we encounter this all the time. The promise of something shiny and new. You can have a new car with better fuel efficiency. It can all be yours with upgrades, bells and whistles, but there are terms and conditions. We're used to this. We have to make our payments on time. If you don't, there might be a penalty. If you don't make uh, subsequent payments, maybe they'll take the car back. The terms and conditions. We refinanced our mortgage this year. Lots of terms and conditions when you do that. This is how our world's set up. It's no surprise to us that there are terms and conditions that apply. Even when companies are having sales and you get the email about the the sale from your favorite store online and the small print, terms and conditions apply. That discount code is actually not good on the pair of jeans that you want. I'm sorry. Terms and conditions apply. But it's not just in these legal matters. It's not just in commerce. We live in a society and in a world where, unfortunately, terms and conditions apply, often in relationships. And this isn't what God intended for us. Yet it's our reality. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? In a relationship, when terms and conditions apply, it can become toxic. I will love you if I'll be your friend when you can sit at our table at school, you can eat with us if you dress differently, if you wear the right clothes, if you're on the varsity team. But it doesn't leave us in the fifth grade. It follows us all throughout our life. Maybe you've been in a relationship or maybe you're in one where it seems that terms and conditions apply. Where you feel as though you can't be your true self. You have to fit or rather assimilate in order to make the relationship work because terms and conditions apply. With God, 
Terms and conditions do not apply. Terms and conditions do not apply with our God. In Mark chapter one, in the baptism of Jesus, God is making a radical statement. It's radical. It seems pretty ordinary to us because it's a familiar story about baptism. Jesus comes to John the Baptist who is in the Jordan River and Jesus is baptized by John. But when you really think about what's being declared here, God is declaring that God's love and God's favor is not conditional. Before Jesus preaches his first sermon, before Jesus heals the blind man, before Jesus offers comfort to the woman at the well, before Jesus gathers 12 disciples, before Jesus flips a table over in the temple, before Jesus goes to the cross, before Jesus does anything, he is told by God that he is beloved, that with him God is well pleased, and he's named Son, flesh of my own flesh. With you, I am well pleased, says God. You see, God's love for Christ wasn't conditional on what Christ would accomplish. It was inherent from the very beginning. And this is the type of love that Jesus embodied all throughout his ministry. Jesus would embody this unconditional favor and merit for all people that he would encounter. Christ's love isn't conditional. Christ didn't operate in that way. Hey, Peter, James, and John, um, before you come and follow me and you embark on this grand adventure of ministry, you need to take a a Hebrew Bible test. I need to make sure you, you know all the prophets. Because, well, terms and conditions apply. No. Jesus didn't operate this way anywhere he went. Even to the point of his death on the cross, as he hung on the cross, when Jesus cried out, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. He didn't say, Father, forgive them, if they show a lot of remorse and they grovel at the foot of the cross. To the two on his, the one on his left and the one on his right, the criminals that he was hung there with, Jesus didn't say, Father, or or rather, uh, you will be with me today in paradise um, if you repent of everything you've just done on this earth. This isn't the way that Jesus operated. Jesus was the full embodiment of God's radical, unconditional love. And if that is the Jesus we worship, it's really good news for us. We hear these messages all the time. We hear them from ourselves. We hear them from others. We hear them at work. We hear them in society. And certainly we're marketed to all of the time through a conditional terms and conditions environment where we're made to feel as if we belong or we're loved or we will fit in if or when we assimilate into the culture, into the situation. But God's mission and God's church is not about assimilation. It's not about trying to fit in. It's not about trying to fit into a mold. It's about being who you are and tapping into the promise from God that you are beloved and that you belong. 
I've shared this story before, but when I first came home from the war in Iraq with this newfound faith and this, this passion for wanting to follow Jesus, I knew that I needed a faith community. I knew that I needed some people around me to help me walk in this life of faith. And so I visited all these different campus ministries at Ohio State as I was trying to finish my college education. And at the time, there were 32 different Christian campus ministries at Ohio State. So there was a lot of choice. Real life, new life, young life, old life, middle-aged life. There were all the lives. There was the Catholic campus ministry. There was the Episcopal campus ministry. And I visited nearly all of them. And at first, I, I felt welcomed almost with enthusiasm by almost all of those campus ministries. Hey, we're really glad you're here. What's your name? Hey, you should show up to the Thursday night Bible study. Hey, you should visit us out on campus as we're gonna play Frisbee or do something. And, but after the second or third visit in a lot of these communities, something felt off. It was almost as if I was being put through this litmus test. Do you think like we think? Do you believe what we believe? Are you going to fit in here? Say more about that. I heard you say something, but I uh, maybe he doesn't belong. God grieves when this happens in the church. It became apparent to me that a lot of these ministries and a lot of churches out there, you either had to be a conservative fundamentalist or a liberal fundamentalist. You had to ascribe to a certain set of doctrine or dogma in order to belong. And then one day, I was walking down High Street, and I saw the sign for Jacob's Porch. It looked like a church, but I wasn't sure what it was. It turned out to be the Lutheran Campus Ministry. I thought, why not? One more shot. So I went to worship that Sunday evening, and I'll never forget when the pastor at the time, Jay Gamlin, preached a sermon based off of their name, Jacob's Porch. Jacob from Genesis 32, who wrestled with the angel of the Lord near the river Jabbok. And how Jacob's story was one where he had a bad reputation, he had made mistakes, but he was wrestling with God. The whole moral of the sermon that day was that God is big enough for your wrestling. Wherever you are in the walk of faith, whatever you're struggling with, God can handle it. And the pastor painted this picture of what the church should be. He said it should be a place where we can all come together with our many questions, our many thoughts, and our many stories. And together we can wrestle with God. We can wrestle with one another. And we can do that in a safe way because through our baptism, we are already told that we belong, that there's a space for you, exactly how you are. What a beautiful vision for the church. This week on our opening week of this new series, Ears to Hear, where we're listening for the voice of God, we want to be mindful to hear once again God's radical proclamation of love, that you belong. You've always belonged. Because God says so. Because in your baptism, God has called you beloved daughter beloved son, because through those waters you are claimed and named as a child of God, 
And before we do anything in service to God, we live into that foundational truth because terms and conditions do not apply. God's love is not conditional. God's love is unconditional. And if that is true, then we can wrestle with the question, what does that mean for our communal witness as a church? As our shared life together, how will we be known? Will we, unfortunately, be known as a community where terms and conditions apply or one that seeks, although imperfectly, to live into the vision that Jesus set out for us? Where terms and conditions do not apply. Where all truly means all. Where all are welcomed. Yes, you, saint, and you, sinner. You who are bound, you whom God has made free. You belong. You've always belonged. You see, it's not really even our welcome to extend. It's God's welcome. God extends it. And if God extends that welcome for you, God extends it for your neighbor and your enemy. Because God's love is radical and it's real. And no voice that you encounter in this world that tells you you don't fit in, you don't belong, you'll never belong, why are you trying to belong? Any voice that you hear that makes you feel belittled, it can't stand a chance against God's powerful voice of love that says, my child, I see you, I know you, and I know you're struggling to fit in. You fit in with me. You're my child, and I love you. Cling to that promise. Hold on to that truth, because that truth has the power to set us free. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.